episode of Detroit vs. the NFL. I'm your host, Calvin Little, back today with the Lions-Vikings pregame matchup, and today is the last week of the NFL season. Uh, it flew by in the blink of an eye, and it feels like it should be week 10, uh, but, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, some team seasons will end uh, on Sunday, and some team season will just be getting started. So, you know, without saying anything else, let's just jump right into it. Uh, so first up, we do have some Lions news. Uh, the Lions uh, release Isaiah Bugs. Uh, he was a decent defensive tackle, uh, but not completely necessary to this defense. Um, he was a good player. He did have a few sacks, um, I believe. Um, and, you know, he, he did a pretty nice job. But at the end of the day, uh, he wasn't super necessary. And I think Detroit saw that in him and realized that maybe they could get some more money if they let him go. Overall, just a really nice guy. Uh, from what uh, the, some interviews he had and just some of the mic'd up things that they released of him on the field uh, showed us that, you know, he just seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, but, you know, it's sad to see him go. Uh, but, you know, definitely not the end of the world, but it is what it is. Um, some second piece of news, uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson will now be put in a safety rotation instead of a starting position uh, for this week. So he'll be in a rotation with Tracy Walker and Afitu Melifanu, something that he isn't too pleased about. Uh, he seemed pretty frustrated about it as he believes that his talent level uh, deserves uh, an independent spot, which I think makes sense. Uh, you know, that way you get a core set of safeties instead of a rotating position. Um, but, you know, I think in week eight, week 18, it makes sense. You know, he's new to the system. It's his first uh, game in a while. Uh, you know, they're going to see how well he can play and whether, you know, uh, with his injury, uh, should they be starting him or, you know, at his talent level, is he going to be helping them or hurting them? All valid questions uh, that they want to find out in week 18. And I think the method that they're going to use seems like a pretty valid method to find that out. But it's it's I definitely understand the frustration coming from him. Uh, and then a few people were wondering whether the Lions would be resting their starters. Uh, and Dan Campbell this week said no, they're still fighting for the two seed, so they're going to do everything they can to win this game. Meaning that unless uh, they're taking a kneel down, uh, most of the starters will probably play. Uh, so that wraps it up for about any news uh, about the Lions this week. Uh, going into the matchup. Lions offense. What do they need to do to win this game? Overall, having good protection against Daniil Hunter and the Vikings pass rush. You know, they did they did a good job with that O-line of containing him, but overall, you know, they have to do that again. You know, we've seen Detroit struggle to beat their division opponents twice. They were able to beat the Bears, Packers, and Vikings the first time they played them, but they lost to the Packers and Bears the second time they played them. Hopefully, that's not the case with the Vikings, and I don't think it will be considering Detroit still trying to do everything they can for the two seed. Um, and I also think they know that, you know, they can't go out uh, ending the regular season on a loss. Uh, you can't carry that type of uh, momentum or, well, I guess bad momentum and bad mentality into the postseason. So I think Detroit knows that they need to win, uh, mainly for their moral victory to find out what they would look like in the postseason, uh, just to, just to really get in the right headspace of winning. 
Um, so I think that they'll know that they need to beat this this Minnesota team twice. But you know it's going to be a tough one, and I think that you know going against the pass rush th- for a second time, uh, that pass rush is definitely going to improve and and uh, uh, apply different things uh, to try and get to your quarterback the second time. Overall, though, I think that Daniel Hunter. Uh, will be contained for the majority of this contest. Uh, I think that the Lions' O line, you know, they're one, they're one. I think they're the second best O line in the league, arguably the first. But I think the Eagles' offensive line gives them a run for their money. I think this O line uh, contains Daniel Hunter uh, fairly well. Um, you know, I think maybe he'll let loose one time. But overall, I think that this offensive line keeps uh, the Vikings' pass rush in check because we've seen what we've seen is you know when 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 the when the offensive line is playing well, Jared Goff plays well. When the offensive line is playing poor, he plays poor. Um, so you know we've seen that before, where you know in the Packers game. The offensive line played terrible. There was absolutely no protection for Goff. He had to scramble. He had to try and break out of the pocket. And he doesn't do that often. And what happened? He fumbled the ball. So I think that, you know, that's the thing against is you're playing a pretty good pass rush. If the offensive line cannot play well, can't get their blocks in, then Jared Goff is going to struggle, meaning that fumbles, interceptions are going to happen, meaning points aren't going to go up on the board and you'll likely lose the game. So I think that's the key thing is the is the offensive line is like the heart of this team. So if they can really sustain their blocks, get things going, really protect Jared Goff, uh, I think things, things will go well. Uh, for them in their favor. Uh, and uh, I also think that, you know, talking about turnovers, they can't create them, whether the offensive line is playing well or not. You know, Goff has to be smart with the football, uh, can't fumble it. If you're a running back, we saw Jameer Gibbs have one fumble against the Vikings. He is a rookie, so I do understand not being used to big hits in the NFL, but still something that this team overall has to have the mindset of, I cannot turn it over on this drive. You know, they've got to keep playing hard, um, and really just protect that football because this Vikings uh, offense, despite not having a great chance of making the playoffs, they're still going to try and play the spoiler for Detroit, try and keep us in the third seed, try and, you know, mess up our mentality going into the postseason. So you still have to play aggressive against them. And, you know, making turnovers is just going to add fuel to their fire. You know, it's weakening your mentality during the game, especially during the home crowd. It's not going to get them riled up. So I think that Detroit really has to keep in mind of, you know, just protecting the football, getting the job done, um, and overall just escaping with the win. You know, that's that's the end of the day is they just need to get a, a win here. Uh, switching over, switching gears to the Lions defense, uh, they need to lock up their secondary. Uh, you know, the Lions have had trouble stopping really good wide receivers like C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson these past two weeks. While they have been able to keep it closer, get a win these past two weeks, um, you know, they haven't been able uh, to really, you know, lock lock up those good receivers. Those good receivers have had a really nice day, and, you know, C.D. Lamb was part of the reason the Lions lost last week, you know. He, he had that one wide-open touchdown uh, that could have ended up a safety. It is what it is, but, you know, we got to move on from it. So I think here against Justin Jefferson, you're likely going to face really good wide receivers like A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel in the playoffs, so he's a good starter, uh, you know, a practice starter is what I mean, to, to see what it's like to play a good wide receiver uh, when it really matters. They've had plenty of good experience with wide receivers uh, like um, Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb, um, and, you know, I think that 
and Keenan Allen as well. So I think that they'll be ready for good wide receivers in the playoffs. But now's the time to really see what what type of defense do we have against against a good uh, a good wide receiver. You know, can we lock Justin Jefferson up? Uh, really create a defensive zone or scheme uh, that we can use on Justin Jefferson, and then see if we can apply that to other good wide receivers that we're gonna see in the postseason. I think that's that's a major part of it too. Um, overall, uh, they also needed to play aggressively against Nick Mullins, as they had four uh, picks from him two weeks ago, and I think he's going to be the starting quarterback. I don't think it'll be uh, Rudolph, I think is his name, uh, or something else. They started uh, a different guy instead of Mullins last week against the Packers. Took a really hard loss. He played terrible. Uh, in the first half, so on came Nick Mullins. I would assume they would continue to play with Nick Mullins as they've at least been able to play competitively with him. Uh, he's obviously not that good, but I would say they would have better odds against the Lions if they put him in than if they did um, the other guy, which I don't know his name of. Um, so, you know, they, they need to realize that, you know, hey, if we can get turnovers, we shut down the offense, we give our offense more time to score, because if Detroit's offense is struggling, the more likely, the, the more, uh, likely, um, the defense can play better, I know that sentence didn't make sense, but the better the defense can play, essentially, um, the more the the better the offense uh, will be able to play too because if the defense is able uh, to get turnovers, that gives the offense more time to succeed with the ball. Um, so if the offense is coming off, you know, a slow start, uh, you know, Goff has been playing poorly, they haven't been able to get much going. If the defense can continue to get stops, get turnovers, um, just really give the offense something to play for, um, really get them back on their feet. Um, it can really help Detroit, the the Detroit football team in general. Um, you know, it's like the old saying: offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. Uh, the idea is that if your defense is playing well, you know, you're really going to win the game because that gives your offense uh, plenty of opportunities to put points up on the board. And as and at the end of the day, as long as the offense puts up more points on the board than Minnesota, you know, it, they should get the win. So that's 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 the key thing: is the defense needs. Uh, to lock up Justin Jefferson, really uh, have good third down defense, and and again just continue to pressure Nick Mullins. Um, br- continue to bring those linebacker blitzes that they brought in Week 16, and then again just continue uh, to con- uh, try and get as many interceptions as possible. Double team Justin Jefferson, put you know uh, a semi complex. Uh, coverage that a backup quarterback is going to be able to read um, and and just you know continue to pick off the ball um, and just get things done um, so overall Detroit plays a clean a clean game limits Justin Jefferson's catches takes care of the football offensive line does uh, a good job protection protecting they can pull off a W I think Detroit can finish 12 and 5 uh, carry some great momentum into the postseason um, and just get the job done against this Minnesota team. And then from then on, it's just on to the next one, on to the next one. So, yeah. Then moving on to the NFL schedule, the final uh, week 18 of the regular season schedule. Uh, here we go. Starting off with Saturday football. Steelers and Ravens, 4.30 ESPN. Give me the Ravens here. I like the way they played. I think they're Super Bowl favorites. Um, I know the Steelers are fighting for a playoff spot, but I think the Ravens pummel them here, uh, just like they did against the Dolphins. 
Then uh, today at 8.15, we've got the Texans and the Colts. I like the Colts' odds here. I think Gardner Minshew has been playing really good football. Um, and I think everybody except the Titans in the AFC South is playing for a playoff spot to win the division. So I think the Colts pull off with the win and make it more interesting. Then we've got some more AFC South action. Jaguars taking on the Titans. Uh, Titans have been trying to play the spoiler this year, but it hasn't been working out. So I don't think they'll try and spo- or they'll be able to spoiler the Jaguars here, um, because the Jaguars they're also trying to play to win the division. So I think they'll get the win there. Then we've got Falcons and the Saints. Uh, I'm gonna take the Falcons here. Um, you know the Saints they they're an on and off team, really inconsistent. Uh, and I think that you know they've showed us that when it comes. Uh, to playing under pressure or playing when something's on the line. They just haven't been able to get it done. Uh, so I will take the Falcons here. Then we've got the Jets and the Patriots. I will take the Patriots here. Um, uh, I think that, you know, Bill Belichick will get his final win in New England. Um, but even if he wins or loses, I think Bill Belichick will likely get fired and will not be uh, in that uh, organization anymore. Uh, but I will take the Patriots to win. Then we've got Buccaneers and Panthers. Uh, I will take the Buccaneers here. I think they're playing to lock up the NFC South, uh, and I think that they'll be able to do that against a really bad Panthers team. Um, I will say the Panthers, they have a shot to to try and improve next season. They'll obviously have a pretty high draft pick, I think, um, and and we'll just get a chance uh, to rebuild. Then we've got Browns and the Bengals. Um, I will take uh, the Browns here. They've been playing really nice football this year. Um, you know, Joe Flacco has really come out uh, to help them. Um, and against the struggling Bengals uh, team, I do think the Browns get the win. Then we've got Packers and the Bears. Uh, this one's going to be a fun one. The, if the Packers win, they're in, I think. Uh, if the Bears, uh, they're obviously eliminated, but with the chance to spoil the Packers' luck. And I'm going to take the Bears here. I know that the Packers whooped them in week one, but I think that the way Justin Fields is able to really torch torch, uh, a run defense, believe me, I know, I've I've watched it twice this year. uh, I think that that will completely tear up this horrible Packers defense and the Bears will get the win. Then we've got Cowboys and Commanders. Give me the Cowboys here. I, I hope the Commanders win uh, because we need that to happen in order for the Lions to get the second seed. Um, but I don't think it will. Give me the Cowboys here. Then we've got Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, I will take the Raiders on this one. The Broncos haven't played great football. Eliminated from playoff contention. No Russell Wilson. Just a team that kind of fell apart uh, towards the end of the season. And I don't really know why. Uh, they, they still had uh, playoff hopes on the line and decided to bench Russell Wilson. Doesn't make any sense to me, but it is what it is. Then we've got Eagles and, and the Giants. Uh, I also need the Eagles to lose here uh, if I want the Lions to get the second seed. And this one, I think, has has, has potential. The Giants kept it close against the Eagles uh, in their last matchup. I think they do it here again, but I also think Philadelphia... Uh, comes out and gets a win then we've got Seahawks and Cardinals give me the Seahawks here I know the Cardinals beat the Eagles but with the Seahawks trying to keep their postseason hopes alive I don't think that happens uh here and I don't think the Cardinals get a win
Then we've got Rams and the 49ers. Rams are resting their starters. A lot of people are upset about it. I personally can understand it. You're trying to keep people healthy for the postseason. You would rather take a loss here than a loss in the postseason as, you know, you're out. So I will take the 49ers here, but um, I do understand why people would be upset at the Rams. But, you know, I will take the 49ers despite the Rams uh, resting their, their starters. Then you've got Chiefs and the Chargers. Chargers have been looking absolutely terrible this year. Uh, they are officially eliminated from playoff contention, uh, so I think the Chiefs will get the win. Then Sunday Night Football, Game of the Week, Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, who's going to win that AFC East matchup, uh, and who's going to win it all, uh, really? The crazy thing is, if the Bills lose, uh, they get their their they I I think they get either eliminated or they get the seventh seed. But if they win, they get the two seed. So it's really go home, uh, go there, go to the postseason, or go home essentially. Uh, I will take the Bills to beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins are frauds this year. I think uh, only been able to beat one team with a winning record. I mean, they could beat the Bills, but so I will take the Bills to get a win. Now moving on to my last fantasy starts and sits. I unfortunately did not make it to the championship this year in my league, but I will try and help those of you who are in the championship here. Uh, so starting off with starts, uh, I would start Dak Prescott. He's been playing really well recently. Um, I would also start Odell Beckham Jr. He's been playing really well for the Ravens, and I would also start Amon Ross St. Brown. Been playing really well for the Lions. He'll definitely be getting some targets this week. And I would also sit TJ Hawkinson, if you haven't heard by now, he's on injured reserve. Unfortunate for me, uh, you know, for, for those of you who are in a playoff uh, matchup, he's not going to be able to help you to win it. Uh, and I was kind of relying on him because I'm currently losing in my uh, playoff matchup. Uh, and I was hoping that he would be able to help me try and get a win, but it doesn't look like that. Uh, so I, I still have a chance, but not likely. Uh, then we've got uh, Jerry Judy, I would sit. He hasn't been playing really well, and I don't think that Denver team is really going to strive. Uh, so any Denver receiver, I wouldn't really uh, start. And then I would also sit Kenneth Walker, uh, running back for Seattle. Seattle's going to try and play aggressive against Arizona. I don't think they'll try and get the run game going. Plus, he hasn't really had a great season overall. I've had him on my lineup. He just hasn't been able to get it done this season. So ultimately, would not recommend starting him. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this Week 18 pregame episode. It's going to be the last normal one, I will say, as next week uh, will be the playoffs. And I'll be able to talk about the Lions in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. And it's going to be a fun episode to listen to. Um, as for now, though, uh, feel free to email Detroit versus the NFL at gmail.com for any of your postseason questions or donate uh, to the GoFundMe, which I believe is still up. I will try to find uh, the link to put that in uh, in the in the playoff one as I it's going to take me a while to find it. But overall, just feel free to show any support for the show as we've made it through. Uh, two years of uh, doing a full season content. Uh, so overall, just you know, I've I've, I've made it through. Uh, just just really pushing out content for you guys. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. It's not over though. We still got the playoffs. So yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you all for listening. Post game will be Sunday after the Lions game. And remember, it's not just Detroit versus the Lions. It's Detroit versus the NFL. Wait, I messed that up. It's not just Detroit versus the Vikings. It's Detroit versus the NFL.